Welcome to 10 Minutes, a Breakout Investor Podcast. Today, we are providing an update on Boardwalk Tech Solutions, ticker BWLKF. With me today to provide the update is Breakout Investor Florian Buschek. But first, a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investor Discussion app, which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application and much of the research content is free. After registering and logging in, use the search bar at the top right of any page, type in the ticker, and the result will give you a link to the research post with this podcast and to other discussion and research relating to today's company. Now to our topic, Boardwalk Tech, ticker BWLKF. Florian, this is an update to a 10-minute podcast you did last month and to a call with management, which we conducted on August 10th. The company reported earnings yesterday, and you have an update for breakout investors. Exactly. So I won't recap what the company actually does. So I would refer for that to our prior 10 minutes and especially to the call we did where the CEO really explained really, really well what the company does and how the product looks. I second that. He did such a good job. I understand what they do. And I think I could actually (laughs) describe it. So please, everyone listen to that call. Yeah, highly recommend it. So just in terms of um, a brief update on earnings and in connection to that, the call we had with management. So earnings were quite uneventful. Revenue declined a little bit. Um, That is a little bit annoying for me. Um, I was hoping for some revenue growth. The issue is their legacy business, which is mostly perpetual licenses, things like that, um, declined a little bit further. But the important thing is... um, the actual recurring revenue keeps growing, has grown again, and the legacy business is done declining now. So right, no let, further headwinds are to be expected there. Let's just review that. It's, it's essentially the same product or the same technology. When you say the legacy business, what you're saying is they used to sell it under a perpetual license. They've yeah, done exactly. They switched that model in about 2018. Okay. So as is typical of a company that goes to a SaaS model, you've got uh, some... You've got to reset your, your uh, well, you're going from a large single contract to smaller recurring contracts, usually uh, involves a dip in revenue. And it'll, it'll last for a couple of years. And you're saying that they're, they're going through that. They're almost done with it. You actually just said it's not going to go any lower. Does that mean it went to zero? Yes. Uh, it not, not fully to zero, but almost. And they wrote that they are not expecting any more headwind on that front. And what is also important, they really have also reported progress on converting customers to the recurring revenue model. So they have press releases on that front. So that is all pretty good. And also there's a hint in the financials, which is deferred revenue, which gives you sort of a flavor of the recurring revenue that is already booked, but not yet uh, recognized or executed because that has basically doubled about 500,000 year over year. So that is some nice sign that we are right uh, right in front of revenue growth. All right. Now, this is a pretty small company. Could you just review what the revenue figure was for the quarter and what you expect it to be for the year? So for the year, it, it's a bit hard to, to exactly say, but they reported about $1 million for this quarter. 
And my guess is that from here on, this is basically the bottom and that they will increase revenue going forward. And we don't want to review what they do, but could you review why breakout investors should be interested in a company doing 1 million in revenue? Uh, 1 million revenue per quarter, that's right now. So the idea is to, to describe it very, very broadly. Um, they want to get to a million in revenue per customer. That would, be a, that would be sort of, he described it as all you can eat, right? So the customer can basically put all their applications that they want and, and get them supported. And that would be for around a million. So they're not there yet. And it will take some time to get there, but that is sort of the goal. And they are thinking there's potential for a hundred, up to a hundred customers. They have already a very impressive customer list, 20 in particular the biggest companies you can imagine. Um, and if you think about that, uh, even if they only get halfway there, that's uh, compared to the current market cap of 25 million or so, that is substantial. Yes, and why are you optimistic that they're going to go from 1 million a quarter to 50 to $100 million a year? Um, it's not going to happen this year or next year, probably not even in two years. But if you look at the sales pipeline, it's around 9 million. And the, the, the sales cycle is around nine to 12 months. And importantly, already last year around this time, we had around 7 million in the pipeline. And if you think they are just converting 50% of that, that alone would basically double the current revenue. I see. And, and they indicated to us on the call that they are um, very confident that these contracts will soon be finalized. And also in the press release, they said they are now at finalizing contracts. So not in discussions or anything like that or, or presenting or whatever you might think of finalizing, which indicates to me, this is almost done. Um, only the last I's need to be dotted and T's crossed and then we should be good to go. So I am right. expecting for Q2 material revenue growth. So Boardwalk Tech, they provide tools that allow large businesses to better use data and formulas embedded in Excel spreadsheets. You've indicated that the company has been selling this product for a number of years, previously under perpetual licenses, and now under a SaaS model. Can you put your finger on what is happening in the marketplace, which causes you to think that they will dramatically increase their revenue uh, realized revenue on a, on a forward-looking basis. Yes, so I should say one thing is competition. There is no real direct competition that offers any similar capabilities. There are other low-code platforms, but those operate completely differently. And to just give you one example, implementation times for Boardwalk Tech are around six weeks, whereas other low-code platforms are six to nine months. So that is one aspect. The other aspect uh, is financial institutions. So financial institutions uh, are in, always in search to, to improve compliance and um, internal sort of conditions. And Tech is, is in a very good place to capitalize on that. And in that sense, they're already in talks with several institutions, uh, with one in particular, which seems to be very advanced. And they just have released a new product specifically targeted to that. 
and the CEO is very confident that they are going to be successful within the next six to 12 months, as he indicated to us. So let, let me rephrase the question that I was suggesting that there was something in the marketplace which had changed, creating a revenue opportunity for the company. From your answer, maybe I should be thinking that uh, this is a newly developed software service that uh, they just need to get the word out. And as they do, they're going to have a steady on-ramp of customers. It's a very elegant solution to a very big problem. Thus, suggesting that large institutions would be happy to pay $1 million per year for access to this technology. Is that, is that a better way to say it? Uh, yes, the return on investment is, is absolutely there. So they have case studies in supply chain management and other things uh, where the return on investment is 5x plus. So, so that is definitely there. The issue is really just getting the word out, getting the message out and selling it. And especially with respect to financial institutions, so there was last year um, a fine for Citigroup from the Office of the Controller for uh, 55 million over the 500 million, uh, a very large amount. So things like that, uh, a bank should be very happy to pay a million to avoid, not only for, for the money amount itself, but reputation. Well, I would, I would think the, uh, the effort, the man years of work that uh, I understand this type of technology will save uh, from uh, re re repetitive work, obsoleted work, uh, you know, basically what they do is they allow multiple people to have various access to Excel files on which companies are running their business. In yeah, the presentation- not only, not, not only that, it's secure and compliant. That is the key aspect, especially for financial institutions. So Citigroup was fined 400 million, just to get this number correct. Um, and to be compliant in that sense, uh, it was exactly fined for issues that Border Tech seeks to solve and has a tool to solve. So give us, give us uh, the, the details. What was the solution that uh, needs to be solved? So for example, if you think about certain critical applications are, are just in spreadsheets because that's, that's uh, in Microsoft Excel spreadsheets, because that's what people use, that's what people know. And these are very, can be very complicated. And if you think about it, a spreadsheet can easily be changed and nobody ever knows who changed what, when, where, for, for what reason. And this is exactly what not should be allowed to happen in financial institutions, right? These are serious uh, privacy information, numbers regarding monetary aspects uh client data client data yeah among other things uh, so these two to have uh, to have all that compliant and in a way that can be traced traced back and audited these are things that borotech can help address absolutely so you know the way i think about it just you know i'm just deriving from what you just said when somebody is trying to perform their business function. Uh, there, there are very few people who are gonna go inside of SAP, for instance, inside a module designed to do a repetitive activity and rewrite the code inside of SAP to do a unique, specific, and not yet fully defined function. So not being able to go into SAP, knowledge workers will work with the tools at their disposal, which is Excel. 
And, and they even will... if they have SAP, right, there's still Excel all around. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, you can't go into SAP and recode it to, to perform a unique function. It, it, SAP doesn't work that way. But that is the way that Excel works. You, you start with a blank slate and you begin to create databases and functions to suit the particular purpose. So I don't think that anybody intends to write a new spreadsheet that will become a mission critical function within the organization. It just ends up being that way as they put more and more effort into this. Now, exactly. eventually, if, if, if this is a common function and maybe it's a, a common function which is resellable to multiple you know, organizations, it might become an SAP or a salesforce.com uh, module or, or, or app. But if it's a one-off creation, it's most likely going to continue to exist in Excel. And that's the problem that Boardwalk Tech is addressing and solving for these companies. Exactly, yeah. And the biggest in issue for the company is uh, sort of internal aspects within the companies. So IT, so IT departments are overwhelmed by, by other work to, to approve things and uh, to get into the system. That is really the hard part. And that's why the land and expand strategy of Bordel Tech is so important because once they have a customer, they negotiate worldwide licenses and then it's easy to sort of expand from there. Right, you're already approved by IT, you're already approved vendor. And then to get into another division, another country, another subsidiary, that is way easier than getting a customer in the first place. All right, Florian, we've, uh, we've described the business. Uh, why though should breakout investors be interested? What are the catalysts in front of the company? And what do you see in future quarters and future years? What kind of upside is here? Uh, what should people be looking for? Yeah, it's clearly, the catalyst is clearly two things, revenue growth. Uh, revenue growth is everything, right? In, in software as a service companies, if you don't grow revenue, what even is it, right? So we are clearly looking for revenue growth and we are looking for announcement with, announcements with financial institutions. So if they got the likes of a Citigroup or something, I can imagine that that wouldn't drive the stock a material amount higher. And since the sales pipeline is already there and... I have full trust in management with their experience in um, enterprise software sales that this sales pipeline is robust. And so for these reasons, I'm pretty sure that we will see revenue growth in the next quarter. And we will also probably see announcements with new customers, new signed contracts. And that is what we are looking forward to. So we're holding on for another quarter, expecting something really good to happen. Yeah, and not only for the next quarter, I mean, for the longer term, right? Yes, yes, but um, there's there's reason to be in the stock now. Uh, yeah, I think it's very attractively priced right now. Okay, and this is this is one of your top picks. I know that you're very bullish on DynCore. Is this anywhere in the same category for you? I'm more sure about DynCore. Um, I have more. I have more trust that it works out very well. Um, so Dimecore is a much larger position for me. Yeah, well, I understand. Dimecore is pulling diamonds out of the ground, selling them in a uh, hot market. This is software sales. Um, there's uh, more chance. But um, this this is one of your top picks, is it not? Yeah, definitely, for sure, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I've used the recent weakness in the stock to average down. 
Yes, yes. I, I Looking at the chart, I think it was uh, trading at least 10% higher, maybe 20% higher fairly recently. So this is a nice little downdraft, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that if we look back in a year, um, we will be amazed at the prices that we got today. Well, I hope you're right. And that's 10 minutes. Thank you very much, Florian. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The Breakout Investor 10 Minutes podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not breakout investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither breakout investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor, no one is providing investment advice. For investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.